0: Weeky, weeky, eggs and bakey. We are back. All right, let's do this. I am Porter McNeely, and I am here with Blake Bushman. We've got another exciting episode, kind of a Christmas theme again on this week. We're going full Christmas until Christmas. You have to. Christmas mode, right? Oh, it's okay, the season, and we, we have to take advantage of it because it's one time a year. So. Absolutely. Last week we talked about the songs. If you miss that, trust me, you're going to want to go back and listen to that because... We went over the worst of the worst, which I felt like, I don't know how you felt, but I felt like our like picks held up pretty well with the fans. Nobody seemed to complain about any of them too much. Yeah, I mean, we did have a couple little disagreements in the comments. We actually wanted to thank everybody for supporting us on Instagram and Twitter and, you know, replying to our, to our posts and everything it really shows that you're listening and that you disagree with everything we believe in, but, <laughs> but we're still right. No, is really I what think, it comes down I to. I think I love getting the comments like Porter's absolutely insane rather than like, yeah, his list was good. Like. I, yeah I agree, but like it's sometimes it's funny when people call me out on there. My mom did give you a little bit of hate for the, <laughs> I saw the Christmas shoes. <laughs> I was laughing when she saw that because she was like, Well, the shoes are still important, which I do agree, but I'm just not a fan of the song, and i I can't have my opinion changed on that. <laughs> we are also excited to announce in other news that we uh received an invite from Spotify to be part of the new wave program for up and coming college age podcasters. That's pretty cool, actually. So, we were pretty pretty amped to hear about this. yeah, we were stoked. like it's a cool opportunity. hopefully we submitted an episode for them to kind of review and kind of give us some feedback. There's a class involved with it. So as we've all like always been our goal is just to get better and better. I hope you guys have noticed that in our content. like sometimes a lot of thought goes into it. sometimes the best content though is when we don't put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> That's how my brain works. It's like you're on the spot. figure it out every time i'm i go back and listen to our to our episodes you know yeah and every time that i laugh myself it's when we say something that we had not talked about at all before 99 percent we don't plan exactly we just kind of hey we're doing this and that let's go for it and we have to talk for however long we do the episode for but every time we do that that's that's the best part so That is honestly. And like receiving the fan support, it it means a lot to us. It helps us keep going. Although our listens have been down, as we've like previously mentioned um, the people that have been, have been listening, have been super involved with us. And that's been really cool. Um, we did receive a special notification on Twitter today. We right? did, yeah. I was, I was going to talk about it. He's my dear friend now. Uh, Absolutely. I, I am beer. On, <laughs> on a, <laughs> that's his Twitch name. My if, man. If you want to look him up, he streams Euro Truck Simulator. Okay. And he actually listens to our show in the background. So he he tweeted out and said, "Playing Euro Truck Simulator on Twitch, hunting for lots of lizards, chatting and listening to the podcast radio. The radio is at PM in the AM pod." That's so, awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. Thank you, I am beer. That means a lot. We, uh, yeah, we hope you. Li- we I hope you listens to this one too. Yeah, you did get a good shout out, so you better be listening. So yeah, that was pretty good to hear. We're just super grateful for all the support we've been getting as we kind of build it back up after our hiatus there. So yeah, I think most of you guys are following us on Instagram, but if you're not on Twitter, we do post a lot of exciting content on there as well. What's the ad again, Blake? It's at PM in the AM underscore pod. So make sure to follow us on there. We'll give you the follow back because we know numbers are important to a lot of people, and of course we'll follow you back. We don't care about the ratio here. Yeah, right now because we've been following people to kind of get our name out there. Our ratio is about negative six. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take it, though. We'll take it. So as we've been talking about, you guys, the fans, we want to know, are there any of you loyal enough to actually want PM&AM merch? I know it's kind of a far-fetched idea. I know I want some. I'd wear it, I. But like, I'm on the show. We so. would make it look good, obviously. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, if we, we need do a, a model photo shoot, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, photo <laughs> shoot. <laughs> That'll be sick. But that's in the works. So let us know if you guys are interested. Yeah, let us know if you want shirts, sweaters, hoodies. I don't know what other kind of merch there is. We got to do something unique, though. Maybe like I uh, I don't know, Bo- we, booty shorts. That's too unique for me. <laughs> that's that's for sure not gonna fly. I don't know. We'll think of something that goes along well with the PM and the AM. Mugs. <laughs> That's like the most basic idea of all times. <laughs> it's the morning, though. T shirts and mugs, you know? Let's say I love New York. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, man. it has nothing to do with the podcast. We're just selling it. <laughs> but anyway, that brings me into my first pro tip of the week, and that is to grow a mustache. I don't know if you can see in this glimmering light, but uh... I can't see in any light, oh, Porter. I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> You gotta give me some props. It's been about two weeks now, and the stash is coming in. Okay. I've gotten several comments on it, and they're all compliments, so It's because it distracts from the rest of your face. Oh, that was <laughs> tragic. That was about the meanest thing you have ever said to me on air. <laughs> wow no i but is there like any sort of backstory or are you just really feeling your your stash right now well it is still well it is december i actually thought it was november until i just barely uh process that it's not no. So i kind of was you know because i've always wanted to i just i can't do the beard like you can like it just doesn't I was come say in. i have so a full like, beard right now so does that classify so it's under like, your pro tip do i pass no, because it's December. It's time to go. All right. I'll, and that, I'll... I think I might shave the mustache tonight just for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to. I didn't even think about that. But it... it is a good look. You know, girls always, they might say weird things about mustaches, but a mustache gives you class. A mustache uh... gives you taste. A mustache... Yeah, you taste your food twice is <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I just feel like it gives you a lot of freedom, so... That would be my first point. Why would that give you a lot of freedom? It just makes you your own man, you know? Oh, okay. Nobody can tell you what to do when you have a mustache. When you are clean shaven, you just look like you want to be told what to do. I feel like every movie I've ever watched, the big boss guy never has any sort of facial hair. Yeah, that's because he works on Wall Street and in the movies... A real Wall Street worker guy, he doesn't have time to shave because he's up twenty four seven (laughs) working. So that's really what it is. It's all about efficiency with your time management. Yeah, so you don't have to shave. Yeah, I'll be honest. That's half of the time when I grow any sort of facial hair. It's (laughs) the laziness. One hundred percent because I'm too lazy. (laughs) I agree. Like I use No Shave November completely as an excuse to not have to shave. That it is a great month for that. Unfortunately, I'm not. Maybe next year I'll be to the full beard point, and I really hope so. But my second pro tip of the week is also going to classify as a buy of the week. I know we're going to get into Blake's buys of the week, so I don't want to steal that from you. This week, I ordered a legendary product that I hope is going to help in the uh, dating life. So you actually ordered this? This This is ordered. This is on its way. Wow. I don't know when it's supposed to get here, but uh, it is a funny extendable mistletoe on a stick. That's incredible. Yeah. So it like extends out so you've got the reach. That's fantastic that, that beats all my buys of the week by far. <laughs> That's great. I'm excited, you know. When it gets here, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So So I probably won't be putting it to use, but I it'll be say, funny what, to have. What's your game plan with that? Are you just walking around like you, you're going to with the mustache, I'll go to jail. So I I gotta <laughs> shave the mustache first. <laughs> like, Officer, we have a <laughs> We have a man with a mustache that's wandering around mistletoe. People. Yeah. <laughs> he he looks like a pedophile. We're gonna have to call this one in. I don't know though, because we have talked about the lonesomeness around the holiday seasons. You're all married, so you, you don't deal with that. But maybe this mistletoe will be the key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's that's exactly what's gonna win a girl's heart over It'll be the instant. You're just fix. throwing up a mistletoe overhead and be like <laughs> jokes on you <laughs> well it happened so <laughs> now it's uh I don't I, I can't do anything about it what you really need to do is get it on like a, a fishing pole <laughs> so you can just cast it over <laughs> and put hang it up on top of random people <laughs> just just imagine play, play matchmaker you don't like, know the girls' married or like not married <laughs> or like has a boyfriend or whatever and you just throw it up and she's like uh, and then just you just get drilled by him <laughs> <laughs> comes out that'll be my luck like i i do you're gonna have to follow up here on the show i um, will for sure if i can let them use that to score i will be let, let the more people know how it works because how much how much is it what's the investment there on <laughs> i paid eight dollars see for eight dollars if it works even if it doesn't work, it's still a great thing to have because I That's mean, true. it looks like so. It's like a mistletoe tied to a string on the end of a pole, so you could still beat people with it if it doesn't work. So it's still <laughs> a weapon. So, so it's in, still a great in case guy. a boyfriend comes at you for putting a yeah, mistletoe about his girlfriend, you can just yeah, tomahawk exactly. him to the face. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, like I said, I don't know. Uh, but that definitely is for a different audience yeah. than than my <laughs> advice of the week here. I do have just some really unique items that. I didn't know they made and when I saw them I couldn't believe it. So I had to throw them on buys of the week because they're a perfect Christmas presents for the person that you don't know what to get for. The first one here is a giant inflatable cup of noodles. <laughs> Why is that perfect for anyone? <laughs> it's for the let's say you're a college student and you don't and you're doing like a gift exchange with your roommates, so you don't know what to get them. I know you and eat a lot of cup of noodles. If it was like a seat with like a cup of noodles and then it was like a blow up chair. You could probably sit on it like a stool. That would be pretty sweet. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it's 20 inches tall, so you could sit on that. Yeah. Functional. I do want to read the uh, the description here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's just, it makes me laugh. It says, our apologies that these massive cups aren't filled with hot, delicious cup of noodles. <laughs> But if it makes you feel any better, once you blow it up, it will forever be filled with your hot breath. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> so... Whoever wrote that thought they were very funny. <laughs> they were very clever. <laughs> oh, of course. So for only 35 bucks, it's a little more expensive than your mistletoe. Oh, wow. That is but up there. I think you're more likely to land a date holding a giant cup of noodles than with a mistletoe. Mm. Without a mustache and a mistletoe, I think I could beat a cup <laughs> of noodles. If you're... If you have a mustache and you're holding a giant cup of noodles, that sc- <laughs> that screams "run away from you. <laughs> and this my my second buy of the week is uh, something that you should only get for people who you want to have the opposite effect of a mistletoe. Oh, you want to have them leave you because it's just very weird. Unless they're they love cats, because this is a cat butt scratch and sniff book. Ew! No, <laughs> a butt. Yeah, so it's just a book, and it's filled with drawings of cats, and on their butts is a little scratch and sniff. Have you ever been into somebody's house that has a lot of cats? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever smelled anything worse? No. There's a, there's a distinct smell. So why would you purposely go out there with the, the decision to say, hey, I'm going to bring that smell unwarranted into my house to ruin my house? That's what I'm saying, is you only get Whoa. that for somebody you don't like. Oh, okay. Or if they love cats and they're oh. they're just like immune to the smell because oh, they God. their house smells like cat butt already. So the perfect gift for a cat lover. Exactly. That's yeah. And the perfect gift now, for someone you hate. I believe <laughs> that some of them, like a couple of them actually have good smells like blueberries or maple syrup. And it's kinda like the uh, Harry Potter jelly beans just a oh, toss up. You don't know no. what, you don't know what you're going to get. That makes get. it a straight up game. That's interesting. So, they, Dude, that would be a good punishment if it's not too much if one of us loses a polls or something, we get the scratch and sniff book and you got to smell cat butt. It's 15 bucks. That's, that's doable. That's pretty cheap. I mean, pretty cheap for the smell of cat. Yeah, I mean, that's the you thing. You could probably buy a cat they, for less than 15 though. They can't charge more than 15. If they're giving out cat butt smells. Yeah, that's pretty pricey still for having to sniff that. I, oh, what what I want to know is what was this, like, the study that they had to do to determine how we get cat butt smell on a piece of paper? Because, you know, somebody's job... Oh, the scratch and some, guy. Somebody's job had to be to make cat butt smell oh. a thing. Like, Can you imagine you bring your dad to... Career day at school. (laughs) He's like, I just scratch and sniff. He has to stand in front of the class and be like, Well, kids, uh, (laughs) my job is really rewarding. I I work in the scratch and sniff business. (laughs) My job is to manufacture the cat butt somehow. The multi billion dollar scratch and sniff industry. (laughs) That. I mean, that would make an interesting presentation compared to some of the more boring careers that you get and you get repeated. Oh, you would never forget that one. But that would be very bizarre, and I don't know who is actually in charge of making those smells or finding how they actually smell and putting them on, like you said. You know they had to smell a, like a lot of different cat butts in order to determine the correct smell. Jeez. So, Well, there you have it. Those are some gifts. We gave you a wide variety for people you like, for people you dislike, and for people that are overly attached to cats. Yeah, so indeed. hopefully we've helped you a little bit with your gift shopping. That is going to wrap up the introduction here, but stick with us right after a 30-second ad from Anchor. We will be back with The Morning Commute with a special friend of the show, Colin Pearson. You're not going to want to miss this hilarious interview. Stay tuned. All right, guys. Welcome back to the segment, The Morning Commute. We are here with our second guest, friend, longtime friend of the show. Actually, Colin Pearson. How's it going, for man? Having me
1: guys. Pretty good. Thanks for having me.
0: It's it's a pleasure as always. This is you're actually the one of the only people to actually be featured on this show for a second time. That's true. He was on here once, huh? Yeah, it
1: was uh, back when we were doing the uh, the craziest news segments.
0: Yeah. Back in the day. Back when we recorded in the uh, the old closet there, in the closet studio. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't your car get towed after we did recorded it or something? No, I got a boot. Oh, that's That's right. You got booted. I felt so bad after that. That's incredible. We're going to have a great podcast. And I was like, sweet. Yeah, you're like, go park over there. And I parked in the wrong place and got a boot. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, yeah, I remember that. I felt so bad right then because I thought you were going to be pissed at me. And I was like, dang. And you probably were pissed at me. But I was like, freak. I felt so bad because I I thought I told you. But it's really confusing, the whole parking situation. Yeah. it's alright,
1: you know, anything for the podcast.
0: But I hear now you got a more uh, permanent situation there, don't you? Yeah, you know, I actually moved in with Porter. Yeah, what's... Uh, I, I was going to ask you, what's it like being his roommate? I mean, I lived with him know, for a while, but I, I wasn't sharing a, a room with him, if you will. You know, every single night I ask him to be on the podcast, and he's been telling me for
1: months uh, that I, I'm not good enough to be on the podcast again, so... <laughs> you know, I, just, I it's emotionally draining
0: sometimes trying to trying to make my way back onto the podcast. But, but he has been practicing. Finally made it. He'll. It finally made it back. I know it is good to have you back. I have noticed you practicing your uh, your humor. Your humor has come a long way over the last year. Oh, definitely. You know, <laughs> from no humor to a little bit. So you know, it's a good. It's a good improvement. I tend to rub I'm, off on people like that. But that's true. I,
1: I owe I owe all my
0: comedy to you. We actually did have a fan actually request to have you on the show today, too, so that worked out good. Oh, who was the fan? May or may not be your girlfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which, what Blake. it really was is that she wanted a night free from Colin. <laughs> she goes, wait a minute. If I if yeah. I tell Porter <laughs> to put him on the podcast, I don't have to be yeah. with him for now. I get a night to myself.
1: Yeah, Blake, that sounds more accurate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Colin, what so, has been your favorite PM in the AM moment up to this point? Uh, Got put on the spot,
1: I guess. Shoot. Uh, I actually really like The Morning Commute, the last one
0: from, I think it was Brecken. Oh, yeah. I actually think The Morning Commute is my, my favorite segment
1: that I've that I've had, or that I've listened to on the podcast.
0: Well, it's great to have you be a part of it this time. All right. So we had a great idea for a segment for you. We know you're in a relationship this holiday season. So you know those uh, sappy Christmas movies, like the Hallmark ones?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, totally love
0: those ones. If you don't know them, you for sure will. Being in a relationship right now, come this time of year, it's pretty much impossible to avoid. Especially the amount of movies you two watch. You're going to have to go across a couple of these. That's why me and Blake put together some legendary lists for you. The only thing is that some of these movies are fake. Some of these movies were created by us. Okay. So, the goal of this is we are going to tell you three movies... Out of time. Out of those three, you have to tell us which one is the man-made movie. Okay,
1: is it by title, or are you doing like a little synopsis? We'll give
0: you a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. So there'll be a title, and then we'll give you a little bit of a feel for the movie. And you know what? If you decide you want to watch the real ones, you can. Just let us know what you think of them, because they sound really great. Yeah, and we hope they maybe even score you a little bonus points with the lady this holiday season. So... So... What if
1: I pick the fake one? Are you saying that you're maybe going to produce it or something? That is that what I'm is that what I'm hearing?
0: If Hallmark wants to contact us for the copyright of the uh, <laughs> of the the script that I've written for all these movies, then they can feel free. The PM and the AM SAP show. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and, and give you three right off the bat. Make sure you are uh, listening. So first, I have. One that, I mean, these movies are crazy. We looked through a bunch of them. There are so many of these things. It I was so easy to find ridiculous Hallmark movies. And that's why first I'm going to drop a cow named Christmas. So <laughs> this movie, a 2009 movie was uh, made about a developmentally, a, like a, a developmentally challenged young man, um, but he loves animals. So he like sets out to like convince his family. He lives in a very rural area. And so they end up getting him a cow for Christmas. And it's like this, it's like a magical story because the kid and the cow just become, like, good friends. This is actually okay. what they based the I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas song on. <laughs> but okay, okay. the parents of the kid kind of have some, like, little sappy love thing going on in the background. And so that's, it's, that's what makes it a hallmark. So next I have for you a shoe addict's Christmas. In this 2018 movie, Noelle's life stopped when her boyfriend broke up with her on Christmas Eve three years ago. But, this year, a handsome fireman moves in above her. She gets locked in at work. Well, she works at a department store, so she gets locked in all alone. And she has to save the ghost of Christmas past. And, what? next up, we have Christmas Getaway. So, in this one, a couple people get a travel bug from traveling around the world with her parents when she was growing up. Emery Blake is now a writer for The Journeying, a travel magazine, and she plans to spend Christmas alone like she has for so many adult years and being an assignment in the far corners of the globe. Her boyfriend, William, has just broken up with her after six months, realizing that she needs a stable life, and she would never settle in one place. So Emery's editor and best friend gives her a last-minute assignment due December 23rd that differs from the usual. She's supposed to write about a traditional American Christmas, in which, drum roll please, she falls in love. Aww. So there's three. Uh, what a guess. Which one of those movies do you think is a fake title? A Porter McNeely-produced movie. Well, my initial instinct is definitely the second one, which I... Uh, what did you say? A Shoe Addict A Shoe something. Addict's Christmas? A Shoe Hoarder's Christmas. Oh, Addicts, 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 yeah. The only reason I say that is because the description of the movie was very, very brief and sounded something like Porter would say. <laughs> I so, am... Uh, that one was tough. I, I may have to lock that that one in for my answer. Final answer? Final answer. That is incorrect. Ah. A Shoe Addict's Christmas is really a movie. 6.7 out of 10 stars if you're looking for something to watch, so I probably wouldn't recommend it. That's terrible. The description was just really short. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> that's got to be a 6.7 out
0: of 100. 6.7%. <laughs> 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 so, uh. what would your next guess be?
1: Um... I don't know. I feel like maybe the first one.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's actually called A Dog Named Christmas, so I took the plot and I just changed it to a cow. No, I was going
1: to say, I thought it sounded familiar,
0: but I don't... Why would it be a cow? <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought it sounded familiar, like you had watched it? No, like I've heard Oh, the developmentally it. challenged part. Oh, that would be what's familiar to you. No. <laughs> all right, all right, we'll cut you some slack there. You got off to a rough start, but... I got three more for you. One of these is entirely made up, produced by Blake. So I'm going to read these to you, and I want you to let me know which one's which ones All fake. Right. First one's called A Boyfriend for Christmas. <laughs> That's Thir- what Colin wants. <laughs> 13-year-old Holly tells a shopping mall Santa Claus that she would like to have a boyfriend for Christmas. 20 years later, she opens her door to a man carrying a Christmas tree and a bow on his chest. <laughs> he hands her a note that says, As promised, one boyfriend for Christmas. Oh, please t- tell me it's fake. She takes him to her family party and inevitably falls in love. Oh, no. That's the creepiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the second one is called Christmas at Eve's. Eve throws a party every year for those who are less fortunate. She gives out warm clothes and presents for kids and struggling families. One year, Darren, a recently single father, comes to her party and... To hopefully be able to give his kids a good Christmas after losing their mom. Little did Darren know that his daughter had a plan of her own. She sets out to make sure that she's not the only one having a special Christmas and gives her dad the best present yet. Okay. Very touching. The last one is called a Christmas detour. (laughs) (laughs) New York City bound travelers find themselves stuck together when a snowstorm reroutes them to an airport hotel. The woman, on her way to meet her fiancé's family, finds herself instead falling for the man she is stuck with. Oh, all those sounded pretty legit, Like I gotta hand it to you. Mine was out there with a the cow? Come on, <laughs> but those i I'm, I'm, I'm a producer. What yeah. can I say? Shoot, that's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would think
1: maybe the first one, and maybe it's some sort of very small detail that Blake has... Well, I guess you did say it was completely made up. Yeah, I,
0: I completely made mine up, so there's no small detail that changed.
1: And I was going to say, maybe you changed something around with that one. Um, Man.
0: this is a difficult one. The thing is, honestly, these Christmas movies that we looked up were so bizarre, but they're real. Yeah, like... No, all, all of these, like, Hallmark movies are so crazy. Like, just, like the most random like, scenarios that are so unrealistic. I will say it was very easy to come up with different stories because they're all the same. You just like, I will give out a disclaimer. If the one that I've made up is a real movie, I'm not responsible (laughs) because they've made 10,000 movies and every single one of them follows the same exact storyline. So I can't be held responsible if this is a real thing. All
1: right, I'm going to go with the third
0: one. The third one? Based on on what you just said right there. A Christmas Detour? That is a true movie. No way. It is. (laughs) So bad at this. (laughs) The one that was made up. It was Christmas at Eve's the one with the uh, wow, see, the, is the most, like, realistic Hallmark that did, <laughs> dude. I like the name sold it to me, right? Christmas at Eve's, like Christmas Eve. Incredible work. That so. you, you need to produce that <laughs> Hallmark. If you're listening, um, <laughs> you want to become a sponsor of the show, I will give you rights to my movie. Um, <laughs> well, at Hallmark in this post <laughs> on Instagram. Whatever. Incredible. Let's do it. All right. So, three more coming up for you. All right, beginning with. The Christmas Next Door. So in this 2017 original, Christmas Next Door, Eric Randall, a famous author who writes about how to stay a bachelor, is forced to look after his niece and nephew. That sounds creepy, I know, I know, that sounds creepy. But, over the holidays, he starts getting help from the Christmas-loving neighbor. You know, he's kind of a Scrooge at the beginning, but Christmas neighbor April Stewart starts helping him get into the Christmas spirit, if you know what I mean. Next, we have a Christmas smooch it's actually a christmas kiss so christmas (laughs) smooch that'd be better (laughs) in this 2011 movie 6.2 stars by the way after a spontaneous kiss a struggling designer ends up falling in love with her demanding boss's boyfriend as she decorates his home for a christmas party so kind of there's a kind of a little bit of a common theme here you know people that hate christmas i feel like that's kind of how all these movies go the people hate christmas every single one of them correct yeah and so then, the final one I have for you is Snow Bride and the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> so in this one, Greta Kane is al- is always in search <laughs> of juicy gossip as a tabloid reporter of gossip in Los Angeles. It's her job to expose the rich and famous. So it's kind of what it is. is kind of just like a spinoff of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, but a snow bride because it's all themed around how they fall in love over Christmas time. And so it actually ends with her and uh, some guy named Peter... Does she have seven kids or something? Where do the dwarves come in? You know, those are just like the guy's friends. They're Peter's friends. So Peter is a electrician, um, and he has a business. And I believe those are his uh, colleagues. Ah, okay. And so they end up falling in love. You know, it's kind of the same thing. They they meet at a ski resort after some car trouble, and he helps her get there. So. That is Snow, Bride, and the Seven Dwarfs. So which one of those three do you think to be the false one? Colin, I would not want to be you right now because I'm sitting across from Porter and I have no clue. Man, I don't know. I might be going 0 for 3 on this one, but
1: I don't know. The only reason I say the second one is because Porter threw in a 6.2 out of 10 to maybe try to oversell his lie. They all sound ridiculous. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, you know, Hallmark movies. The Snow Bride and the Seven Dwarves, I just feel like somebody's made that at some point, unfortunately.
0: Well, you are wrong. <laughs> that was the one I totally made up, dude. Could you not tell? I was just go. I threw in the most random crap there. Good thing Blake helped me figure out what the Seven Dwarves were, because I had no idea. I was like, aw. <laughs> the, uh- dude, I don't know, I just thought that maybe <laughs> somebody had. Some stupid spin-off. <laughs> the Christmas Kiss is actually a 6.2, and The Christmas Next Door is a 6.7. So far, I haven't seen anything go over a 7 total. I just don't think that's physically possible. <laughs> well, when they're all the same story, you can't expect much. I mean, <laughs> If you're just For slapping sure. a new coat of paint on it, you're like the most you're going to get is a, an additional point two or something. That's fair. Are you
1: sure it wasn't a .62 out of 10? Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what I would rate it personally after uh, watching the trailer. But oh, you watched the trailer? No, I didn't. Colin, <laughs> <laughs> just be be ready because after I'm gonna read. I have three more for you. After we're done with these, I'm gonna ask you which one that you are most likely to watch, real or fake. Uh, you can choose. Do I have to choose one? Yes, this is this is non negotiable. And right. you have to watch it. will. Okay, I mean, if it's, if it's a Porter
1: McNeely uh, original, you know, I probably
0: could get behind that. <laughs> that would probably be funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's, here's the last three. got to decide. One of these is, again, completely made up by yours truly. first one is called Christmas Cupcakes. A man and a woman are expert bakers. Every year they compete to take home the Christmas <laughs> Cupcake Crown. This year, however, special situations force them to work together. They have to cooperate to make the perfect cupcake to win this year's competition. Little did they know that cupcakes weren't the only thing being made in the kitchen this year. (laughs) Oh, that was good. (laughs) The next one is called My Santa. A young single mother begins to lose her faith in the magic of Christmas. However, when she takes her son to see the local mall Santa, she immediately feels an attraction and connection with Chris, the young, attractive <laughs> man, filling the suit. They do not realize that he is the son of the real Father Christmas, oh who is waiting to take over the family business, but before he can do so, he needs to find a wife. Oh, no. So, oh. <laughs> Chris Kringle, maybe? Is that what he's Chris? Yes, that is that is, that is exactly <laughs> what. Before you read the third one, just brainstorming here, did you say these were completely made up? One of them is completely made up, yes. Okay, okay. I just didn't know if you were changing details again this time. Nope. All right, all right, all right. The last one here is called A Very Merry Mix-Up, and this is about a woman who goes to spend Christmas with her fiancé's family but ends up at the wrong house. However, she oh. instantly bonds with the couple who lives there and becomes attracted to their son. No. When the mistake comes to light, she wonders whether she might be happier with her, with her oh. newfound friends than her partner and his relatives. So not only did she fall in love with him, but the whole family? Yes, Oh my gosh, how was that Christmas? <laughs> so, yeah, uh good luck. Hallmark is really on something. Oh my gosh. Man. Um What was the title of the first one again? Christmas Cupcakes?
1: Okay. Okay. Um man, I feel like the so I'm just talking through this. I feel like the second one is similar to uh what what was the the
0: Santa movie with uh, Tim Allen <laughs> the Santa Claus <laughs> is, that, is that what it is yeah <laughs>
1: I feel like in that one he had to like find a wife or something or had to like be married or something to be Santa Claus so I feel like the second one is a realistic one so I'm not gonna say the second one okay um, so you think
0: you think Hallmark just ripped off Tim Allen
1: I really think they did because you know you can't surpass Tim Allen so I believe it was good... the Santa Claus 2 you are looking for by the way <laughs> okay something like that um I'm gonna have to throw out the first one I think that one is the made up one
0: you are correct oh he got it we didn't skunk him he got oh how did he get that one though because you made there was some alliteration in there it was like the Christmas cupcake crown yeah and I was super proud of that actually. something about they're not that's not the only thing they're cooking up in the kitchen I was like oh my gosh Blake that was like poetry I I was I was really really proud of that one holy cow Yeah, I, I'm glad it didn't go over uh you know I'm I'm proud of you. I'm glad that we were able to uh to help you out to make sure you didn't go home a complete loser. <laughs> I'm impressed yeah. that you got that one. But
1: yeah, that honestly shot in the dark. If were, if, if, if.
0: <laughs> Which one are you would you want to watch most this holiday season if they were all movies?
1: Uh, I'd have to say Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: that was honestly like I I I was actually going to change a different one. And I kind of just impromptu changed that like made that one up on the spot. I had I had read another title of Snow Bride, but I just came up with that one and I I think that'd be good too, you know, a guy with seven friends all giving him advice to go after the girls. Yeah, so. they're all incredibly short, so they yeah. need yeah. So that will have to be something we uh produce for next holiday season, but <laughs> hopefully you do get a chance to check out some of these other ones so it can make your Christmas Season good, I guess. Jolly. (laughs) Merry. No Uh, pun intended. I know. That's what I thought right when I said it. Anyways, what would be your advice for our listeners, Colin? Um, You know, I'm going to reiterate the uh, Porter McNeely, uh, I can't remember what you called the life advice or the pro tip or Porter McNeely. There you
1: go. To uh, surround yourself with with good people and uh, people who will help you out and make you a better person. So.
0: Wow, that was very wholesome. And that's why you came on the show find, today, isn't it? Find
1: somebody, find somebody you that is a, a really good person and uplifting and put them in your in your main circle.
0: Wow, that was awesome. Such So profound. I, I, I have to believe that's why he decided to come on the show today. Because it's us. Because, we are those people. Yeah, he said, who are the most wholesome people I know? <laughs> and he's like, Blake and Porter. Has who, to be. And there's one chance that I have to get them both in the same room. (laughs) I have to go and PM in the AM. So he bribed us, and here he is.
1: Yeah, maybe not Porter, but definitely Blake.
0: (laughs) I can agree to that. I'm okay with that. And I'll take that, too, because he really is, you know. Very uplifting. (laughs) I appreciate it. He can come up with Christmas cupcakes on the spot. Wow, that (laughs) is amazing. (laughs) We love Blake. We love Blake. I appreciate it. So, Colin, we'll sign you off, but give us your best wakey-wakey eggs and bakey.
1: Wakey wakey, eggs and bake.